0: ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وسارعوا إلى مغفرة من ربكم وجنة عرضها كعرض السماء والأرض عرضها كعرض السماوات والأرض أعدت للمتقين صدق الله العظيم Honorable Ulamai Kiram, respected elders and brothers in Islam. The world is a constant race and a competition. People in the world, busy racing, someone is racing for a better quality of life, someone is racing to upgrade his home, Someone is racing to have a better holiday. People are busy competing with each other in various things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayat of the Qur'an has explained that this world is indeed a race. But the target and the goal, the end post, the end, the end of our race, the target of our race is maghfirah the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in jannah wasari'u ila maghfiratin min rabbikum wa jannatin 'arduha ka'ardis sama'i wal ard that hurry race rush rush towards what don't race and rush to a better quality of life that is something if it comes it comes alhamdulillah but rush and race ila maghfira, to acquire the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَجَنَّةٍ And to acquire and earn that jannah and that paradise may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all. If a person in this world, he accomplished many other things, he improved the quality of his life, he went for better holidays, he wore better clothing, he ate better food, he drove better cars, he lived in more palatial homes, All that is in its place. But if the real goal, the real target of his race, he was unable to meet, we will call him a loser. Like that rabbit, that hare, who was racing with the tortoise. Perhaps he got to see something or to have a little bit of rest. He enjoyed certain things, but ultimately he lost the race. Because the target, the goal, he was unable to meet. So likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, that this world is a race, it's a competition, it's a rush, but it's a competition and race for what? It is a race for the maghfirat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we achieved many other things in this life, but at the end of the race we did not acquire the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Jannah, that Allah forbid in reality we have lost the race, we are losers. So, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that O oh, believers, O oh, reciters of Qur'an, hurry, do not lose time, do not delay, do not procrastinate in acquiring that مغفرة of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In one hadith of Tirmidhi, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said it very beautifully. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, بَادِرُوا بِالْأَعْمَالِ سَبْعَى that hasten in doing a'mal, hasten in improving your lives, hasten in connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, hasten in adopting the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. Why? Because generally we delay thinking that I will do this later. Now I am busy, I need to sort out this, I need to do that. So later on, when I have a little bit more time, I am free, I am retired. Then I will focus my energies in doing a'mal, in getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, هَلْ تَنْتَظِرُونَ إِلَّا فَقْرًا مُنْسِيًا أَوْ غِنًا مُتْغِيًا أَوْ مَرَضًا مُفْسِدًا أَوْ هَرَمًا مُفْنِدًا أَوْ مَوْتًا مُجْهِزًا O my ummah, do not fool yourselves. Do not fool yourselves thinking that I will do a amal later, because when you wait for later, what happens later? Rasulullah says either that wealth that you had before you will lose that wealth. You will become poor. And that poverty will cause you to forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or you will become rich and that wealth that richness will cause you to rebel against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or you will become sick. Today you are healthy. You will become sick, and that sickness won't allow you to make the ibadat of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Or you will grow old and weak and frail, where your mind is no longer. You are no longer senile. You will no longer be able to make the ibadat of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Or oh, Or oh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Remember, you are waiting for that time." later I will do a'mal, perhaps that later will never come, mort will come sudden, suddenly, and take you away from this world. So do not delay in your a'mal. Ba'diru, hasten. Do not procrastinate. Sari'u ila Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, hurry, run, rush to the forgiveness of your Rabb. Allah is waiting, the delay is on our side. وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ and rush for the Jannah, which is so vast and so huge. Man, the largest thing, the greatest thing we can see with our eye is the sky above us, the heavens and the earth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to make it easy for us to understand, Allah says, Jannah is so huge that the width of Jannah, the sides of Jannah, are equal to all the heavens and all the earth put together. In other words, it's extremely vast. So rush and... Work for the Jannah. Thereafter, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "U'iddat lil Muttaqin," and this Jannah has been prepared for those who have Taqwa. So Allah has commanded us to rush for the Jannah, and now Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is telling us that how, if we want to win this race, if we want to be a winner in this race to Jannah, then what are the ingredients? What are the things that we need to have in our lives? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this, Jannah has been prepared bil al for those who have taqwa, for those who have the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who are the muttaqeen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to describe the muttaqeen, الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّائِي وَالضَّرَّائِي وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْضَ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ nas wallahu يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a few outstanding qualities of the muttaqeen, of the believers, of me and you, what we should have in our lives. And interestingly, Mufassirin point out that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commenced with qualities not of ibadah, of performing salah, of fasting. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commenced with such those qualities that relate to people. Relate to others, the people around us. Impressing upon us, that just as we understand, a Muslim is a person who performs salah. A Muslim is a person who fasts during the month of Ramadan. A Muslim is a person who gives zakat, he recites Quran. He makes a dhikr of Allah, that is a Muslim. But exactly likewise, a Muslim is that person who is equally concerned about the rights of people around him. The rights of people holds a very great position in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commences describing the muttaqeen with those qualities that relate to people. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the first quality of the muttaqeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الذين ينفقون في Those who spend, those who spend in prosperity and in adversity, in good conditions, when there is wealth, they spend, and in difficult, in adverse conditions, in constraints, also they spend. A common misunderstanding we have, that charity is only for the rich people. No. No. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي The Qur'an tells us, a believer, a متقي, a believer is that person, whether he is wealthy, whether he has a lot, then also he spends. And if he has a little, then also he spends. Because remember that little that will be spent in many times, many occasions, is greater than that lot that could be spent by the next person. On one occasion, Rasulullah said to the Sahaba, O oh my Sahaba, two people, one person spent one dirham. And the next person spent a hundred thousand dirhams. But the one who spent one dirham, his reward is greater than the one who spent a hundred thousand dirhams. Ya Rasulullah, how is it possible? He spent a hundred thousand, he only gave one dirham. Rasulullah said, The person who spent one dirham only possessed two dirhams. He gave 50% of his wealth away. Half his wealth. And the person who spent 100,000, he had millions. He had millions. For him, he gave it was just a little. So that one dirham, although it is little, but in the eye of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it holds a great value. Sabaka dirhamun, meata alfi dirhamin. That one dirham was better than 100,000 dirhams. Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Many of them did not have wealth. They would go and they would carry goods. They would act as porters. Carry goods, transport goods of people on their backs. Earn a little bit and take that little and spend it in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala on one occasion, she only had, the only thing she had to give as sadaqah was one grape, just one grape. She gave that also in the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the believers, those who spend. Whether they have a lot, they spend. Whether they have a little, they spend. And very importantly, مُفَسِّرِينَ highlight that in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say what they spend. Allah did not say, أَلَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ but Allah said, they spend. Whatever they spend, but they spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mufassirin explained that Allah is teaching us that to give charity doesn't have to mean that I have to spend my money. If a person is giving his time for the sake of Allah to help someone, some advice, this is sadaqah. If a person is assisting someone in his need, helping someone, this is sadaqah. Rasulullah said person lost his way, you are showing him the way, the road to go somewhere. This is sadaqah, you are helping, you are giving something of yours. So they spend whatever they have to spend, whether it is their time, whether it is their energy, whether it is their wealth, they spend for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the quality of a believer. One Sahabi came to Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how beautiful. How beautiful was the sahaba. He came to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and said, Oh Rasulullah, I don't have no wealth. The rich amongst us they are spending their wealth. I have nothing to give. I can't give anything. So Oh Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I have decided that I will give my izzah, my respect, my integrity, my honour. I am giving this in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That I've decided from today that anyone who dishonors me, anyone who swears me, anyone who belittles me, speaks ill of me, I, I make this intention today, that that honor of mine, I'm giving it to him as sadaqah. So, The quality of a believer, our quality, our way, is that whatever we have, according to our capacity, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's advice, what, whatever it is, but we spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we give others. Mufassirin explained further in other words what Allah is telling us that a mu'min leave alone harming others, harming others, causing pain to others. What we say, taklīf. This is never and this was never the way of a mu'min. Al-Muslimu, man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa a Muslim is that person who people are safe, people don't fear, they don't apprehend, that this person will harm me in any way, physically, verbally, monetarily, emotionally. This, this was never the, the way of a believer. A Muslim doesn't do this, doesn't cause no taklif, doesn't hurt the next person. He's always concerned, and is considerate about the well-being of the next person. But Mufassirin explained that Allah is highlighting here, that in, yeah, the mu'mineen are such that let alone harming others, their way, their spirit, their frame of mind, they, oh, the overwhelming concern in their mind is how can we be of benefit to the next person? How can we help and assist the next person? This is, wa In simple words, the mu'mineen are those who are not selfish people. They are selfless people. Unfortunately, today Allah forgive us. We have become very self-centered, very selfish. When it comes to food, that I must have the best. When it comes to clothing, I must have the best. I am comfortable, it's okay. My comfort comes first. But a believer, he is concerned about his comfort. But likewise, he is also concerned about the next person. The saying, each man for himself and God for all. This is not the way of a mu'min. A mu'min is concerned about his own well-being, his responsibilities, himself, his wife, his children, his parents, his siblings. But after that, he's concerned about others as well. This is the way of the, of the mu'min. And Rasulullah taught us this in many, many ways. From a young age, he would impress upon the sahaba anhum How should a Muslim be? Rasulullah s.a.w. is seated A tray of dates are brought, kajur, dates are brought. Young child, young Sahabi seated next to Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he quickly grabs two dates. He takes two kajurs, two dates. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam immediately stops him. Says, No, oh my young child, take one date. Take one, let this tray go around to everyone, let everyone get their one date. Then if there is anything left, then you may take the second. What is he teaching us, teaching me and you? That don't take everything for yourself. Yes, what you need, take. What is your comfort, take. But after that, be concerned about others. This is the way of a mu'min. They are not selfish. They are concerned about their well-being. It's my neighbor, it is someone in my community, it is my father, it is my father's friend, it is my brother. What, how can I help, how can I be of benefit to people around me? to my society, to my community. And Allah forgive us, today we have become selfish, even in our du'as. Let us be honest. When we make du'a, what are we making du'a for? Oh Allah, I want a better home. Oh Allah, my child, let him prosper. Oh Allah, my health. Oh Allah, my wife. Oh Allah, my business. How much of time have we spent making du'a for the next person? How much of time have we spent Making du'a for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Haven't we become selfish? That even in our du'as, it's only about me. I want more. Yes, make the du'a. In fact, ulama explain when you make du'a, the etiquette of du'a is first make du'a for yourself. Otherwise, you are giving this impression to Allah, that oh Allah, I don't need, you don't need to help me, I'm okay. I got other people to help me, but I need you to help so and so person. When we make du'a, we make du'a for ourselves first. But make du'a for others. We are all aware of what has happened in the past week in Turkey, in Syria. Such difficult conditions, over 21,000 people have passed away already. And the number is rising. So many buildings have been destroyed completely. People are left without any shelter. No food, biting cold. So let us open our hearts. Let us make du'a for them. That is the first thing, make du'a for them. Secondly, whichever way we can help, help them. And not restricted to them, wherever, whenever the way of a mu'min. Just this morning, a thought crossed my mind, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When we compare ourselves now to those people, may Allah make their plight easy, those people who have lost everything in this earthquake, then we appreciate this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and may Allah give us and may Allah make this a permanent feature in our lives that we realize what we have rasulullah sallallahu wasallam said in a hadith man minkum aminan fi that person who wakes up in the morning and he is safe in his home he is safe from what he is not fearing any enemy he is not fearing the punishment of allah subhanahu wa taala he wakes up without any fear of any enemy in his heart man minkum aminan fi He's well. He's not suffering from any terminal sickness, any major sickness. And he has food for the day. Rasulullah said, Do you know what you have if you have these three things? Safety, health, and food for one day. Rasulullah says, as if he has been given all the treasure in the world. Ask that person now who is there in Turkey and Syria, that I have, tell him that I have a place to sleep, I am healthy and I have food for the day. Most certainly they will say, you are the most luckiest person in the world. Yet today we complain over trivial issues, all small issues. So let us always keep this in our mind, what plight others are going through, and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept us with afiyah and make dua for them as well. So, الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ dara. This is the first quality of a mu'min, that he's concerned about the well-being of others, he spends on others, he's not selfish, he has a giving nature, concerned nature. فِي dara. Second quality, there isn't much time, but very quickly, nas. Those who suppress the anger, they control the anger. Rasulullah wasallam, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say those who do not have anger. I think it was Imam Shafi, rahmatullah that used to say, that if a person doesn't have anger, then he's like a donkey. Because anger is a natural quality within a person, to feel angry. But what is wrong... And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa has taught us, that just as hunger is a natural quality, something you can't remove from your system. As a human being, you will feel hungry. But when you're hungry, what must you do? Eat halal. Don't go and steal someone's item. Don't go and eat something which is haram. So fulfill your hunger through halal avenues. Don't fulfill your hunger in wrong avenues. Desire is natural. Fulfill your desire in a halal way. It's your wife, fulfill your desire. It is someone that is haram, not your wife. Don't go near, this is completely haram. Likewise, anger. We all have anger. We speak of anger management. The Qur'an has taught us. The hadith has taught us that anger has to be used in the right avenue. What is the right avenue? When someone is breaking the command of Allah, we become upset. When someone is breaking the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we become upset. When someone is making advances against my wife, my daughter, my mother, we become upset. So these are some examples. But where we're not supposed to lose our anger, then here Allah is saying, wal meen al that you suppress a mu'min. Remember the quality, the description of a believer is that he controls his anger. He suppresses his anger. It is a helpless woman in front. It is a child, it is someone that we have power over. Mufassirin right, Ma'arif al-Quran is written, that one of the most difficult things, for a person, is that when someone treats him badly, someone ill-treats him, then for him not to retaliate, for him to control himself. idfa bilatihiya ahsan. ahsan. That instead of retaliating with the same, in the same bad way, but to control himself and not to retaliate, this is one of the most difficult things, but one of the most beloved things in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah has promised palaces in Jannah for that person, and many other promises. Those who suppress the anger. In one night of the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That whenever you are in a situation where someone is angering you, you are becoming angered, someone is irritating you, someone is doing something, behaving in a manner you can feel yourself losing yourself. Qur'an is saying, وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغٌ At this occasion, shaitan comes. Hafiz ibn Kathir rahimahullah writes in his tafsir that Allah has spoken of anger in three places in the Qur'an. And all three places Allah makes mention of shaitan and seeking the protection from shaitan, highlighting and telling us that becoming angry, losing yourself, fighting, arguing, this is something which shaitan has very great interest in. It's something that he wants and he promotes. So when a person starts becoming angry, shaitan comes quickly, the words of the Qur'an, when you feel the... Whisper of Shaitan, Shaitan is ticking you on. Go on, say this, do this. I feel like doing this. When the moment you feel yourself losing yourself, Shaitan is pushing you on. First billah. Seek the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from Shaitan. Read A'udbilla him in a shaitan Two people who are fighting. Rasulullah walks past, he sees the one. Losing himself and becoming angry. Rasulullah sallallahu said, I know a sentence, if you say it, all your anger will subside. What is it? أعوذ بالله من And there his anger immediately subsided. al They control the anger. عن الناس. And they forgive people, they overlook the wrongs of people. Wallahu يحب المحسنين. Allah loves such people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Ameen. Wa akhiru da'wananil hamdulillah.